Welcome to the Ranger for Life Amorally podcast, where we share stories of service and sacrifice from America's military community for America. Today, we have Randy Dames, the founder and president of Innovation, a team of marketing leaders that specialize in driving transformative business results through data analysis, marketing research strategy, and GTM execution. What's special about Randy, he's also a mentor to the military. But before we get started, we're excited to follow up on details about our partnership with Three Nails Clothing. Three Nails Clothing is a Christian active wear brand, and they want you to pursue your passion. Three Nails Clothing gives a portion of their sales to help defeat human as well as sexual trafficking. And with the code RANGER, you can save 10% on their great active wear. And money will come here to the Ranger Outreach Center in Fort Benning, Georgia, to help our Rangers and their families as they navigate transition from military to the civilian world. And we are also excited. We're getting closer to the All-Star Leadership Luncheon with Atlanta Braves Hall of Famer, Dale Murphy. It'll be Friday, September 30th at 12 p.m. at St. Luke Church's ministry center. All proceeds will benefit St. Luke's military ministry and the Ranger Outreach Center. And now it's my privilege to bring on Randy Dames. Randy, you are joining us from Paris, France right now, our first, I believe, international guest. Thank you for coming on a Morley podcast. Thank you. It's great to, it's great to be on. Randy, I'll tell you, you are not our traditional guest. Traditionally, someone who served a veteran, someone who's kind of been around in the military community for the majority of their adult career, you're coming to us kind of late and using really your expertise, right, and in your successes um, in marketing to kind of drive your involvement. Yeah, absolutely. That and another thing, too, and that is really my uh, appreciation and gratitude for for guys like you uh, who have served. Um, I grew up right outside of an Air Force base, and it was my dream to, as, as, as you'd say, to uh, be the guy who was putting warheads on foreheads. Nice. Well done. Yeah, that was absolutely my plan. I come from a family of pilots and uh, planned on the Air Force Academy forever. Two things happened when I reached that stage, and that is, number one, that was 1996 when there was all the cutbacks, you know, after the fall of the wall, all the cutbacks, and they cut two-thirds of the pilot slots and uh, were closing military bases and such. And the second thing was a traumatic head injury that happened when I was a kid that made it so that I would uh, not, be, uh, not be a fighter pilot. Um, and so, you know, that was my forever dream. Um, my heart has always been with uh, our, our servicemen and, and women, and uh, I find that you know this is an opportunity for me to give back uh, for for what you and each of you have have given me and my family. So that's how I got involved. Well, m- much appreciated, Andy. And I want to leave more about you, though. You know, military sometimes we're uncomfortable talking about ourselves. So I want to get you, if you are uncomfortable or comfortable, to talk about yourself. If, if you if you go to your website, if you look through your LinkedIn, if you need to know something about Randy, it's that it's it's generally marketing excellence, right? So yeah. companies involved, Target, Amazon, P and G, Google, Verizon. You've you've worked with the people that are the economic engine 
of America. Um, yeah, so, I mean, so tell me, yeah. how did you get there? Twenty year, twenty plus years. How how did you get from thinking you wanted to do it to actually working with these top notch corporations? Well, I had a goal from uh, early on. I went to a after graduating from college um, with a degree in journalism and public relations. I knew that I wanted to impact the way that businesses interacted with the community. I didn't know exactly what that was going to be. And later on, a few years later, after being in the working environment, um, I decided to go on and to get a uh, master's degree. So an MBA with concentration in marketing. And I wanted to get into the best school I could, but not only the best school, I wanted to get into and to work with the best companies that I could and learn how they do things at the top. You know, this, this is certainly an audience that understands that, 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 that top 1%. There is a different dynamic when you're working with a caliber of uh, company and, and leaders. And so uh, it took a lot of work. Um, I will say that the, you know, what I have learned was, was never handed to me. I had to work for every single opportunity and position. And because of that, I've spent a lot of time more than most, I would say, maybe a lot more than most in the job searching trenches. I've been coached by uh, executive recruiters and headhunters and scores of, you know, HR people and such, and really learned, um, you know, along the way, uh, what works and what doesn't work and how to get, uh, you know, how to get lined up for, uh, positions and particularly something that you love. So it's been, um, th so I, I would say, you know, my first career has been in marketing and my second has been in helping people to market themselves. And so what do you see? What do you see in terms of difference for you professionally when you look at a business versus a person and you're developing different criteria to, to help each succeed? Well, the first thing is, you know, what I discovered, I'll, I'll mention this. So when I went into grad school, I knew that I wanted to be in marketing, but I didn't know exactly what area. At the time, I thought marketing and advertising were synonymous, and they are not. Actually, uh, advertising is maybe only 15% of what a marketer's role is. Um, I discovered something called brand management. And brand management is where you are effectively the general manager of a brand or a product. You're responsible for everything, that, for profit and loss, for the success, for the failure uh, of, of that product or brand. Well, the fact is that I've discovered over the years is that every one of us, regardless of what field you go into, is a brand manager. And that is you have to manage your own personal brand, which is you. You may go into IT, you may go into finance, you may go into defense contracting or strategy or, you know, what, whatever it is. Um, but the fact is that you, you are a brand and you create the perception of what other people think of you and need to be thinking about managing that over the course of your career. Tell me a little bit and give us the insights for folks who think that going into marketing um, is, is, is an extremely sexy profession. When I see data analysis, I've seen what that looks like in terms of uh, getting, getting folks on a, on a target in a foreign country to uh, you know, do the nation's bidding. Uh -huh. uh, wh what does that 
that just sounds to me like you are rowing a boat to try to get at the answer of that predictive ROI. Tell me what that's like when you're working with a company. You're trying to show them like, no, this is the right way. This is the direction you want to go. I would think that that is all numbers. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, marketing has become, uh, it has gone from, uh, you know, back in the early, maybe in the 1800s or uh, early 1900s, a lot of slick talk and, you know, snake oil sales and, you know, that sort of thing to more formalized advertising through the 1930s, uh, the 50s, uh, you know, really jumped into more psychology, you know, Coca-Cola and, you know, share a smile with a friend and things like that. So it's gone through these different progressions and marketing is absolutely data driven now. Um, it is an art and a science, but there is a whole lot of science to it. And I think that it's probably not unlike a lot of what you've experienced. And that is the Rangers understand, uh, you know, that in order to have a strategic advantage, you have to have data, data uh, analysis, data crunching, finding the key insights uh, is absolutely key. There's a lot more data uh, than there is insight. Uh, of course, you can be buried in data. It's finding the right insights in that that lead to an effective strategy. And then, of course, execution is everything. Uh, the CEO of P&G, uh, you know, many years ago often said the only uh, strategy the customer or the consumer or whatever ever sees is execution. You can have a you can have a fantastic strategy, but if you can't execute, then it doesn't come to life. So. Uh, yeah, so I think there's a lot of crossover skills that are, you know, well-honed abilities for uh, for a ranger. And so when you get hired on, you understand uh, the, the end state or are companies just trying to get better? Where Where is your first step? In the military, we always start with the end state and commander's guidance, leadership guidance is based on where we want to be at the end. Are companies yeah. able to express that to you? Or are they just saying, we just want to grow in the market space? By the time do they come to you, is that refined? Yeah, I, it depends on the company. I mean, they're just like, uh, you know, within the military, there are, you know, elite tiers and, you know, kind of all, all the way on down the spectrum, right? And the same thing occurs in companies. You've got everything from top tier, just polished companies that understand you know, discipline and rigor and science and, and those sorts of things all the way down onto, you know, mom and pop shops and people who are just starting companies. And so there's a level of, uh, call it sophistication, you know, that, that varies greatly. Uh, and so there's, where, and wherever you plug yourself in, I would say usually it starts with the end goal. The business owner, the CEO, the leadership team, whatever, wants to drive greater results. And, um, you know, there, there is no answer book. There's no book that you can pull off the shelf that's going to say, here's what I need to do for this company. You've got to be a researcher and somebody who can discover, really be able to take in a lot of data and analyze what's the state of the company right now? What's the state of the market? What's happening competitively? Uh, I mean, it's war and it's 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 wargaming in many ways and understanding where do we have competitive advantages? Where do those fit the opportunities? 
And then from there, building a plan. It does start with the end state, and there's a lot of discovery in between. So now if we could transition from the companies and how you mentioned different tiers, different level of preparedness, their ability to articulate to the marketeers that they bring on what they want. What have you seen working with the military in terms of an individual service member going through transition and be, to be able to articulate to you what they wanted to get out of that? transition? What, what has been your experiences? Well, I've seen a range of things. It's a fantastic question. I've seen a range of things. Um, all who have come, all, all who I have interacted with, and that's been a number of people uh, that, I've, that I've mentored. Uh, I, I will tell you, they're just, they're, they're top tier. They absolutely are top tier and it comes through. Um, and yet, even so, there's a spectrum of readiness and preparation um, that I have seen. So some people have come out absolutely clear on what it is that they want to do. They've done research on potential companies that they'd like to look for. Uh, they know what sort of job role they're reaching out to people and getting insights. You know, that's, that's on the very mature side of they know what they want to do. You know, there's others who are coming out uh, or, or will be and aren't sure what they want to do yet. They know something that they have passion for and they know what they love. They know what they're good at. You know, maybe they're really a strategic person or they're operations driven or they love to coach and mentor and develop people, but they're not even sure what industry to apply that in yet. And any place on that spectrum is fine. You don't have to be all the way developed and to know these are the five companies I want to work for. This is the type of role and this is what I want to do. You could be anywhere along that stage. And that's something that I very much welcome because I'll plug in and engage with people anywhere in that and help them to get to the next step. Well, then tell me, Randy, in terms of, and this, this is a foo-foo question, so it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, and it's only based on your sample size. Sometimes the concern, um, that folks who assist with transition is the idea that the job is paramount in someone's life. Now it's important and you want purpose driven. You probably want to maximize your value once you find out where you're going to live. But you know, you're a man of faith like I am. Tell me, are they, does that come into the equation very often when you're talking with veterans or, or are they pretty focused on the job being the single um, out product, the, 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 the do out um, that they think will lead to, to happiness? I think that almost universally, every single one who I have spoken to recognizes that a job is a part of a fulfilled life, um, and not, not the sum itself. Uh, you know, almost everybody that I've talked to uh, has somebody significant in their life, whether it's a uh, spouse and kids or something like that. And they recognize that they can have greater impact in the world. And a lot of them do want to, you know, really do good in the world and, you know, benefit and bless other people. Um, and that's something that I, I think really stands out about Rangers versus say maybe the run-of-the-mill MBA candidate, uh, you know, who was in my program, who had aspirations to, you know, lead a successful business, make a lot of money, whatever. I think there's definitely been a difference in perspective uh, from, from Rangers. 
and yet they want to do something that they're passionate about. And it, and it, and it makes sense. So tell me, when you're mentoring someone, what, what, are, what are the questions and what are, what are kind of the do-outs of, of engaging with you? What, what are you trying to get out of it for them? Well, the very first thing is uh, to ask what looks like help to you. Because they will have in their mind um, where they are getting stuck or where they need help. And, and uh, you know, a number of uh, rangers have been, you know, at a very starting point of, hey, I'm just starting to think about this or uh, I need help preparing a resume. And my question, um, have you explored, you know, the industry that you want to tap into or what type of job function? No, I'm not sure yet. Okay, then, then hold off on resume. Resume is about four steps down the road. The first thing that we want to do is we want to find something that's going to maximize your abilities that you're going to love doing, right? And so we're going to discover that first. So uh, that might be where one person is. Another person might be in the process of interviewing at different places and and coming back and going, gosh, I just don't feel like I'm nailing these interviews. I thought I had something that was going to go all the way. It didn't work out. I feel like I need to be stronger on that. Or maybe somebody who's in between and saying, uh, I, I need to do some more discovery work. I want to talk to people who are in roles. How, how do I do that? Or how do I get past gatekeepers like, you know, front level HR people or whatever? How do I do that? My first question, like I said, is always, what looks like help to you now? That is, does that floor some folks like that? That's a, usually we come to subject matter experts because we want, we want the answers. We love what we call milestone charts, a little mm -hmm. graph yeah. with a lineup, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and, right. and once it starts having segues on it, branches. We, we get less comfortable. Yeah, we right. Get less comfortable. Well, there's there. I mean, there is very much a progression of starting out. I, I'd say just the journey, kind of you know, charting that milestone path, is number one discovering what you love. What do you excel at? And it could have been in a completely different, you know, uh, field of application. Right. I mean, coming from, uh, you know, combat. And looking and saying, okay, how does this translate? How does this come over into the civilian world? Well, boil that down to what did you love that you did? What are your natural abilities? If there were five people who have the same role as you, what would differentiate you from them? What was kind of your signature trait or what traits would other people say about you? And sometimes, you know, that's, that's the starting place for us. And then saying, do you have a particular set of requirements that you're looking for? For some people, it's like, hey, I'm here in, I'm here in Georgia. I want to stay in this area. That's fixed. Or I'm interested in a particular career field. I want to pursue that. I don't care where it takes me. Right. So, so starting from that point of passions, uh, interests, and, and goals to pursue, and then starting to narrow in on maybe potential types of roles. Uh, project manager, uh, product manager, an IT, you know, director or whatever it is, um, and then specific companies having informational interviews, which can really, uh, you know, illuminate the space, preparing a resume, interviewing, getting a job. You know, that that's kind of that linear, I guess you could say linear progression path. 
even though oftentimes steps have to be repeated. Um, but, you know, people can come anywhere along that path and mentors like me and others will, will help with that journey. So a, a final question, Randy, before we close out, and I think this will be one of what will be many uh, sessions uh, between us uh, over the coming years. If you could kind of walk me through a, and you just mentioned the revisions, the revisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So could you kind of talk about the difference between um, a seasoned professional and no offense to military, yes, we're seasoned professionals, but, but, but somebody who's been, you know, like yourself, 20 years in experience, you've held multiple jobs, you've looked for opportunities, you've taken opportunities, and, and a lieutenant colonel or a command sergeant major who's in their 40s just entering the civilian yeah. marketplace, yeah. like, what, 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 are, what do those gaps look like? Well, number one, the first one that I see, the biggest one is you know, coming from, uh, you know, coming from uh, Ranger Battalions is you have been in a world that understands who you are. You have been in a command structure that is defined and there are roles and pro uh, a progression path. And within the military community, everybody knows who the Rangers are and what they do the biggest number one gap that I see as somebody is transitioning outside of that into the civilian world is in most cases, unless you're going into uh, defense contracting or something that's very closely related um, to the military, people have no idea who the Rangers are. You know, the Rangers have absolutely lived their quiet professional code uh, and that's hugely to their benefit, unlike some other uh, services that I won't name where, you know, there's some big movies and TV series and books and that sort of thing. Uh, people have no idea who 75th Ranger Regiment are. And, and I have personally gone and done research with people who lead Airbnb and Google and, you know, I mean, all sorts of different companies and industries, and they don't know. So I think the number one first thing that you do is you've got to, you, you are a blank canvas uh, to people. They don't know what to think of you and whatever they think of you will be what you paint. So the very first thing that you should do is tell them what it means that you're a ranger. Tell them that this is, this is a core that is top 1% of the military selected not just for being a physical grunt and having the ability to endure, but intelligence, leadership as voted by your, as selected by your peers, the ability to be strategic, to, uh, ex to execute, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Companies look, especially larger companies, look for a trusted organization to vet top talent. They look to things like Harvard, to Stanford, to MIT, to, you know, things like that, because they go, oh, if somebody came through there, that means they've vetted and I can trust them. What they don't realize is that there's something much higher than those on a number of different levels, and that's the Ranger Corps. So I'd say that's the number one uh, thing for Rangers to do first is to help people understand what it means that you come from the Ranger Corps. The second part of that, uh, you know, is a lot of uh, personal branding. 
taking feedback from the market. Not everything is going to work. So you adapt and you adapt your strategy, you adapt your approach. Um, and, you know, you keep executing until you until you drive it home. Randy, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate that you are a mentor with Three Rangers Foundation and that our Ranger for Life program within the 75th Ranger Regiment is stronger, not just because of our alumni, but because of Americans who want to give back. Thank you very much for joining us from Paris, France this evening. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Once again, that was Randy Dames, Innovation Founder and President on a Morally Podcast. We appreciate Randy being with us today, and we look forward to having Randy on an episode again in our near future. And don't forget, this week, check out Three Nails Clothing. You can go to threenailsclothing.com and check out their premier Christian activewear selection. And remember, if you use the code RANGER, you'll save 10% and that money will come back to benefit U.S. Army Rangers here at the Ranger Outreach Center in Fort Benning, Georgia. And the All-Star Leadership Luncheon with Dale Murphy is Friday, September 30th at 12 p.m. We can't wait to see you for lunch at St. Luke's Military Ministry Center with the Murph himself. That concludes this week's Immorally Podcast. We can't wait to see you next Thursday at 12 p.m. for our next episode. Until then, like Dad said, leave it better than you found it.